Okay, this week, Be'ez Hashem, Parashas Vayera. There is a tremendous, tremendous amount of uh, Yisraelis in this week's parasha that we're going to try to Be'ez Hashem go to as much as we possibly can. So we'll start in the beginning. Vayera Elav Hashem, Ve'eloni Mamre. V'yoshe Pesach Ha'oyel K'choy Ma'yoyim. So one of the most famous sugiyas, Avom Avinu, just after his Bismillah, all of a sudden he's looking for Orchim, the Rabbi is visiting him, so we'll start with Rashi. Rashi says, mamre. What does that mean, mamre? Rashi says, Rashi says that uh, Avram asked advice from Mamre, which is very, very interesting. The Teres Aaron asks the question, and he says, what is going on over here? Here we've got Avram Avinu asking a guy for advice. It makes no sense. Not only does it not make any sense, but there's going to be repercussions over here. Because people, the Hainu sinners, are, you know, are going to say, oh, I see that the Goyesh opinion is maybe even greater than the Jewish one. Because, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's going to do Mila now. Because the Goy told Avram Avinu to do Mila. So we see that even people that are not going to keep anything, all of a sudden, are going to want to be like the goyim, ask the goyim, so, so what's going on over here? And they're still going to be doing media, because Avram, at the end of the day, went to take advice from a goyim. So, people that are only taking the goyish advice uh, seriously, will take media seriously as well. Why? Because a goyim told Avram to do it. Now the question is, why did, it, why did Avram do this? Right, there's that, a whole lot of riches to explain why did he do such a thing. The Chizkuni, in fact, is a very interesting thing. He wasn't actually asking for an Eitzah of a Goy, he was asking for bandages to heal the wound, which is a very interesting pshat. But the morale explains that he was asking, why, why was he asking Eitzah? At the end of the day, he takes it a step further, and that's really the truth of the question over here, is the Rabbi told him to have a Brasmila, why are you asking advice from a Goy? So the Maral the explains, he says that because the Rabbani Shalom told him to do it, people are going to think that you're doing it without thinking. Meaning you didn't think about it, but if you would have thought about it, then probably you would have said, well, it's a little bit dangerous, maybe I shouldn't do it. So therefore he asked an Eitzah, not because he was going to listen to the Eitzah, but he just wanted, wanted to show people that at the end of the day, that he was uh, simply... Um, doing it with thought was, it was, was something that he thought about, it wasn't something that he just did. Reb Zalman Saratskin, as Naim Torah gives a different answer, why Avram Avinu asked advice from Mamre. He says, if you look at the end of last week's parasha, we know that Avram made a bris, a covenant with Mamre, which means that if something happens to one of them, then the other one would always come to help. So Avram Avinu had to go to Mamre before the Bismillah because he's going to be in bed for a while. After having such an operation, he needs Rishus in order to do that. So even though Avadah the Rebunshim commanded him to do so, but Ben Odom Lechaveru commanded him to ask Rishus. And it showed us a Kvaldic example that even though something is Ben Odom Lemakim, the Rebunshim wants us to do something, there's a mitzvah, there's a tzibu, there's a commandment, we should never forget that there's also Ben Odom Lechaveru. That even, says Reb Zalman Suratskin, even though at the end of the day the Rebunshim told him to do it, and he's doing it anyway, but still he remembered his covenant, his swearing that he made in last week's parasha with them, that if something's going to happen to him, he's going to make sure that... Uh, uh, the, at the end of the day, nothing, nothing, you know, the let's know the other one. And that's another reason why he asked him to do that over there. Another example, we're going to go into this aside, is that as we know that when it comes to the Oren, the Oren was, um, the Oren was, was, was gold on the outside and gold on the inside, but the, in the inner part of it was actually wood. 
And the question is, at the end of the day, if it looks gold on the inside and looks gold on the outside, what was the aside of the wood in the middle? So uh, they are, they, 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 one of the pshatim is because at the end of the day someone had to carry the orin. And to make it of pure, make it of pure gold would be extremely heavy. Don't be from on someone else's cheshbon. Yes, it needed to look gold on the outside and the inside, but there's no reason for it to be gold all the way through because someone has to carry that. And Ben you've got to be very careful. Well, they asked once Rabbi Sol Salanta, what is your, one of your chumras for making matzahs? And he said the chumra is that with the woman that washes the floors in Amona, I'm very careful what I say to her, right, that was his chumrah when baking the matzahs so we'll talk about that as well, we spoke about it last week if you remember, the menschlichkeit of the ovus was tremendous was absolutely unbelievable, Okay, we're going to move on to the next sugya which is really the same sugya. For Yisaino pasuk base for Yar v'hine shleisha noshim mitzavim malav Yar v'yaros akrosim mepesach ha'oyel v'shdachu ha'otza. We know this is the famous Yisoid that Avram Avinu davened. He very much wanted to do the mitzvah of achnasas orchim over here. Chazal tell us in the Gemara that achnasas orchim is greater than kabbalas peneash chenat. So the Gemara says, that, and the, the raya is from over here because the Rabbanu Shalom was talking to Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu says, God. Just, just give me a second over here. There's a couple of Arabs over here that need some freshly squeezed orange juice. Will you just give me a moment while I give it to them? You know, it's unbelievable. From here the Gemara learns, Achnosus Orchim is greater than Kabbalah's Penei Hashchena. The question is, okay, that's how we know it. How, how did Avram Avinu know that? How did Avram Avinu know that Achnosus Orchim is greater than Kabbalah's Penei Hashchena that he went to do that? So what happens over here is like this. So basically, Avraham Avinu understood that he saw the sun, he saw the, the heat, he saw what was going on over there. It wasn't Shaykh for anyone to be walking stum in the street. It must be that if someone's coming along, it must be they're coming along because the Rabboni Shalom is sending them to me, and that's what he wants me to do. The Shin of Varov, gives a different terence. He says that by Tzadik, to understand this, but the Shin of Varov explained, Chazal, that there's some occurrence of this, that by Tzadikim, the, the limbs go automatically. Push it, it just, it just goes. David Amalek says it to him as well. And therefore, that the Shin of Arav, Avinu was speaking to the Rabbani Shalom. He Pasha felt his feet were moving towards the Archim. He realized that's what the Rabbani Shalom wanted him to do. And therefore, that's what he did. Again, you've got a little bit of Hasidish to have that. But I want to give you another interesting Maisa that comes out from this week's parish as well over here. There was a Maisa of Shlomo Kluger. Shlomo Kluger, when he first became Rav in, in Broad, so he was um, unbelievable. Rabbi Shlomo Kluger was just amazing. The Beis HaLevi went to Rabbi Shlomo Kluger to learn Torah by, by, by Rabbi Shlomo Kluger. That's how great he was. So there was a very, very sick man um, in town, very, very sick man in town, whose wife had just given birth to a baby boy. And there was going to be a bris, but they wanted to delay the bris because they figured that, unfortunately, the, the, the father's going to die of this baby. Let's wait for the father to die, and, and then we'll be able to name the baby after the father. What a beautiful schos. So let's delay the bris. Even just a few minutes, they thought it was going to be any moment now. And Shlomo Kluger said, absolutely not. Do the bris right now. Right now, do the bris. So they did the bris. And they named the baby whatever name they were going to give the baby. And the father miraculously got better. And they said, wow, Shlomo Kluger, Balmoifes, Chassidim, unbelievable. Bring out the Kvetlachs. And they said, no, no, I'm not a Balmoifes. He said, Listen to what he said. 
He said, he said basically like this. He said, Rashi in this week's parasha tells us that Lot did not have his own malach. He wasn't zaychet of his own malach. But the malach of Avram was anyway coming to him. So he wasn't zaychet to his own. He chapped the, the malach from Avram. Said This yid that was unfortunately not well possibly wasn't zaychet to have his own malach to come and heal him. But at the same time that the Malach Rafal was coming to perform the bris, to be there to do a refuah to the baby, let's chap him to the father as well, and the maid will get a refuah shalema. That's what he learned from this week's Pashik. So you know, the Nitziv in Hemekdova brings a Kavaldik and Medrash right over here in this episode in Perik Ketches, Pasuk Beis, Pasuk Gimel. He quotes a Medrash and he says, What does it mean, Vayar Avrom? And he said, <coughs> What is Avrom looking at? Vayar Avram, Avram looking, what's he looking? He's looking, said the Medrash, to see if the guests are Choshev. Because if they're Choshev, he'll do Achnosos Orchim. Asked the I don't understand. And if they're not Choshev, he wouldn't do it? Like, oh, the Choshev people, will say, God, give me minutes, and Choshev people at the door. But if they're regular people, ah, they'll say, Zayka said, go find, your, go find yourself somewhere else to get, you know, muffins or waffles or whatever it may be, right? So what's the Pshat in the Medrash? Asked the Nitziv. And he says, a Moedeki Yisait. He says, right now, Avram is Isaac in Avas Hashem. Kabbalah's Panea Shrena. He was talking to the Rabbi Nishalem. So Avram and Shaila, is he Mechoyev to stop this mitzvah of Ahavtas Hashem and do the mitzvah of Achnas Hashem? We know the halacha, which the Rambam paskins la halacha, that it's in, in Hilchas Talmatayah. Mitzvah she'iyev shalas is al-deyachem, your potter betalmatayah. That if a mitzvah comes along, that only you can do, you stop closure Gemara, and off you go and do the mitzvah. Whereas if it's a mitzvah that someone else can do, so don't do the mitzvah. Let someone else do it. Right? Let someone else do it and continue learning. I found really wanted to see if there were Hashiva people that they needed his personal attention that only Avram Avinu could do. Oh, I'm going to stop because the mitzvah if they were not Hashiva people they were regular people. So good. So one of his servants will do it. What does he have to do it himself? He can do it to the Rabbi Yishalayim. That's why says the Medrash Pshat by Yara Avram is he was looking to see who they were to make sure that they were Hoshev and that would give him the opportunity and the excuse in order to stop learning. What's very interesting over here as well is if you continue to Posik Dalit, Yukachno, which we'll talk about in a moment, Ma'at Maim. Right? He told he told his servants, Rashi says, Al Shliach. He told his servants, do me if ever get a little bit of water. Right? And they should wash their feet and they should rest under the shade of the tree. Says Rashi, Al Shliach. Says the Gemara, Baba Metziah, famous Gemara, that because Avram Avinu asked a shliach to do and perform this Maisa, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Rashi, she, which is a Rene Chazal, Shinim Lebonav Alidei Shneach, Shnei Mabiyah, Moishet Yodav, Yachas Asela. Where is the whole episode? Now we talked about this last year actually, when we talked about the, the Maisa of the hitting of the world. Where did it come from? Right over here. Parak Yudchas Posuk Dalad. Because Avram Avinu used the Shliach, Hashem said, Mida Keneke Mida, I'm going to use the Shliach and not give it to you directly. I mean, big deal. You know, it's, it's interesting. Rashid Ali Shliach asked with Moshe Feinstein in Dras Moshe, why is everyone so upset with, for Avram Avinu using a Shliach? What's so wrong? And who was the Shliach, by the way? Yishmael. No, he's teaching his son a pistol mitzvah. What's wrong? You tell your son, I want to do it. Imagine you have guests come to your house. So you say to your son, let's go bring them some food. Let's lay the table for them. What a beautiful act of showing. Be machanach your children in what it means. In what it means everything. Ask with Moshe, what's the big deal? Chazal tell us on this Rashi that because of that, Chalisol were punished because they didn't get it through the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. 
says a Moshe about the Gavaldi Gersait. He says he said, and again, we have to understand how it fits exactly into our Vomovino and everything else, but it's definitely a site for our lives. He says, you know, people, parents want their kids to do. In fact, somebody once told me they were asked to give a speech in America, and the topic of the speech was for parents, and the topic of the speech was, do as I say, not as I do. And as parents want to teach their kids how to do things, make sure you do this, you do this. This is the best way is to act by example. Avomavinu should have got up and done it himself, and Yishmael would have known and seen the Jews on his own. That's how Choshev it is. That's why Rashi tells us over here, and Chazal bears some learning from here, how bad it is to learn to do it by Shliach. Of course, sometimes you need to do it by Shliach, but particularly in this case, he should have done it by himself. What's interesting over here is the Loshna Posuk. Yukachno ma'at maim. A little bit of water. Now, he spared no expense when it came to these Orchim. And over here, only a little bit of water. How much bread? The Echo, the next Posuk, Posuk, hey, pass lechem, an entire loaf. Not that it's so heavy, but, you know, a little bit of water, Roshna Posuk. We're learning the Psukim. Every word is Koshev, every word and every letter we can learn things from. What's the Ma'atmaim? And a whole thing of a whole loaf of bread. Says the Nachaliyo, the Pshat was, you look at Rashi, who brought in the water? A servant, a Shliach. Well, as we just mentioned, right? If that's the case, says the Nachaliyo, the bread of Romovina brought in by himself. When it comes to somebody else, you don't be Machme. Is somebody else bringing the water? Just doing a little bit. Bread, I'll bring myself, then I'll bring a lot. Because Again, when it comes to somebody else, don't be from on somebody else's cheshbon, and that's a kavaldegi aside. We all know famous mices of the Chavetz Chaim, where somebody came into Chavetz Chaim's house and he didn't sing zimiris, and he went straight into the meal. And the reason he said it because you've got orchem there and they're hungry. Why should I sing zimiris? Maybe we'll do it during the meal, at least when they've eaten a little bit. Shalom aleichem, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, people are hungry. And the aside is again and again. We found it here. We found it in last week's parsha, right? Mice of a similar bonim that everything is what they do is so important important to understand, so meticulously understood, because they made sure that ma'at ma'im, because somebody else is bringing it, don't be from someone else's cheshbon. Now we'll move on, so we can valdig your over here. I want to tell you one valdig your Hi, this is, this is, this is Basavachal of Sugi over here. We talk about over here what Avram Avinu offered, right? The Gemara Bar says he offered them three tongues with mustard. Can you imagine the unbelievable delicacies that they got? So Torah says like this, they ate. Says the Ramban. You have a look at the Ramban. It's a long Ramban. The Ramban says when it says in the Torah is it says nira k'moisha achlo. That's the lashon of the Ramban. Meaning they didn't really eat. In fact, the lashon of the Ramban is I'll tell you the lashon. He brings a medrash rabba. But the Ramban says omru chachomim rishon mission mistalik. The food disappeared. In other words, they weren't actually eating. They were pretending that they were eating. Right. That's at least uh, the way that he learns it. The Rambam. Um, actually says that they appear they were actually eating. Of The Ramban seems to learn is that Avram, as we know, if anyone heard the Shir on Tuesday night, the Ramban said is that Surah and Menu did not recognize who they were. Avram did. Which is, by the way, which answers up why she laughed and he didn't because she thought they were just Arabs, which is the Ramban's taina, because if she thought they were Arabs, so, you know, at least believe in some way, which we spoke about on Tuesday night. But Avon recognized who they were. So if they recognized who they were, Avon was just, why was he feeding them? Stam, you know, to, to make a zach. So according to Ramban, Avon knew that they were really malachim, and therefore he had no real reason to offer them food, and they really had no reason to eat, but they pretended. 
The stipler is a Gemara Degiyasoit. The stipler and Birch has parrots. Have a look at it. It's a short shtickle. He brings a Gemara in Bechayis, Tavavam, and Beis. Etzim is a shit in According to the Ushalmi, that it's Mashma the Malachim ate Bosa Vachalov, because it says, as we saw, Vayikachema Vachalov, Uben Baka. That's meat and milk. Well, that's a problem, right? So, says the stipler, we know by Kabbalah Satoya, the Chazal Talas at the Medrash, that the Malachim wanted the Torah. And Hashem said, no, you cannot have the Torah. Why not? Because of this week's parasha and this pasake. Because when you went to Avram, you ate Basa B'chalav. I cannot give the Torah to Malachim who are not keeping the Torah. Asks the stipler on this Yushalmi, which is a Shittim B'kubetzis, which is a Gemara B'chayrez, Davov, they didn't eat Basa B'chalav. Have a look. You know, they didn't actually eat Basa B'chalav. He said, Bos of Cholav is cooked, right? We all know the first simon and simon pezan in Yeridea that the only Issa Bos of is when you cook them together. One is Babishal. You only Chayav on Bos of Cholav. If you cook it together, then cook it together. So what's Psha? In the Medrash. Says the stapler. Says the stapler. Malachim are Gufam Eish. A fire. When they put the meat and the milk in their mouth, it cooked. And it's called Derech Bishon. The stipler Rabbi Isai says that pshat. The Chassam Soifa has a different mahalach. The Chassam Soifa says to his Moshe, says he said, he says the Medrash tells us that because we can't zochli soil a kabbalat From here, this week's parsha, this pasuk right over here. From here, Klal Yisrael was zoicha to kabbalat zatayra. Over here, what's the pshat? She says over here again. It says the Medrash. Some say because the Medrash, where the Medrash says that the Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim and he wanted the Torah, so hold backwards and forwards. And the Melacha said we want it, and Hashem said you ate Basar B'cholav. But one second, said the they didn't really eat Basar B'cholav. Loshon Apostle, but you can't That's milk. Uben Baka. Loshon Apostle is they the milk, then the meat. Eat the milk and then the meat. We all know the Shulchan Aruch tells in your days in a petesi base that there's no problem with having milk and then meat afterwards. So what did they do wrong? Ah. They forgot that halacha of kinuach and hadocha. That between milk and meat, milk in that order, and then meat, you got to kinuach hadocha. They didn't do kinuach hadocha. Says the Chassam Soif, the entire Kabbalah Torah comes from a very small little halacha in Shulchan Aruch. You have a petesi base that if you don't do hadocha and kinuach, means you wince out your mouth and you eat something in between the milk and the meat in that order obviously after the meat you've got to wait time but after the milk you don't pash there's not a pizoy or whatever so that's the reason for Kabbalah Sateri which is an amazing idea just I think that the whole Kabbalah Sateri comes from that you know the laughing we spoke about on Tuesday she laughed inside right in the whole business over there and then why did you laugh and Sarah came along and said no I didn't laugh you know you did laugh what is going on over here the Svarsemes says over here Sarah Imenu was not lying I did not laugh no she's not lying what happens to the Svasemis is, is that she denied what she doing, which means she was actually unaware of what she was doing. She was unaware. It was because, and that's what the Russian of Torah is telling us, because of her Yerushalayim, Kiyorea, because I was so scared, because of her Yerushalayim, she couldn't conceive how possibly, how can I light our Hashem? It doesn't make any sense. By the way, in psychology, in a, anyone that has a child, for example, in Nagea, a child, for example, that has ADD, Right? Which, again, if the child is prescribed to have ADD, it's very, I mean, your parents complain, my child is lying. Which is a terrible thing. A child that starts lying is a terrible thing. But often, if you identify that the child has ADD, they're not lying. They didn't register. 
They don't, really, you know, the child makes a noise in school, the, the rabbit chucked him out. And you come home and you said, you're making noise in school. No, I didn't do that. My friend bashed my table and made a noise. They didn't have that. Of course it was them. But they didn't, in their mind, that was not what was going on. So this fast MS and a psychological look at this week's parasha, he's saying, that's what's going on over here. It's so amazing. Of course she didn't lie. She said, no, I didn't laugh. Come on, sorry, please, come on. You know you laugh. She didn't conceive with her, with her intense Yerush Hashem, how she, and that's the Russian Apostle, because of how she was. She wasn't able to lie. And that's what Avraham Avinu was trying to do over here. Avraham Avinu was trying so hard to uh, let her understand that that, that, that that was going on. And that, by the way, is the story of a real good friend is someone... <coughs> Uh, lets his friend know when he needs, you know, when he's doing something wrong or whatever it may be. Let's move on, Rabbi Isai, because there's a few more things that I want to discuss. Um, okay. Very interesting sugya over here. Very interesting sugya. You know the famous history, what's going on over here. So, we'll start like this. First of all, um, we'll talk about the Ramban. The Rabban says that we, we, we understand that Avram did, I'm not going to go through the Ramban inside, you look at the Ramban, he says that Avram Avinu did which is very nice, and the question is, says the Ramban, is that, didn't Hashem tell Avram Avinu this news already last week's parasha? Right? Avram Avinu knew the news, what was going to happen with his wife. He told him last week's parasha already. So he had to wait till he had to tell Sarah? Come on. His wife waited many years to have a baby. You hear it? Imagine someone waits 10, 20 years to have a child and the doctor calls up the husband and says, the good news is that your wife is pregnant. He comes home, has supper as normal, goes to, goes to you know, Daffy Yomi Sheh. The next morning he goes to work. He comes back the next day. He's like, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. It's never going to happen. So Ramban has this question. What took Avraham Avinu until this week's parasha in order to tell his wife? Says the Ramban. Amazing thing. He says, because Avraham Avinu, Avraham Avinu, um, Hashem told Avram that he's going to send the Shliach to tell the story himself. And therefore he wasn't going to tell him because Hashem said, don't worry, I'm going to send the Shliach, I'm going to send the Malach, so you don't have to say anything. And that's one reason. Reason number two, reason number two, Ulai Himtin is a Lashon of Rambanave. Straight after he heard the news, he was so busy in the midst of Mila, he posh forgot. Which is an unbelievable. Godless of Avram Avinu, such news after so many years, 90, 100 years, you know, respectively, but he was so busy with the mitzvah that Hashem told him to be Isaac in that he forgets to tell his wife because he's so Isaac in the mitzvah. I'm, I'm telling you over the world, the Ramban learns Pshat. Right? It's an amazing thing. And after the Mila, what about then? He couldn't tell Sarah over there. He was so weak from the Mila, he probably didn't have courage to speak. Right? So it's an unbelievable thing. Right? The same thing as Avram, Avram ran. Right, so Lashon the Bar, Avram, what's Avram? He ran, he ran toward them, right? So he ran toward them for the Mitzvah of Ramses Orchem, which is an amazing thing, because doesn't Chesed start at home? If you're so, so much correct to run for the Malachim of Ramses Orchem, don't you have correct to go and tell your wife the same thing as well? So uh, one of my Chavushas that was learning this one a number of years ago, he wanted to say the Pshat was that in Achanami, the, the guests are coming now, but the wife, can we tell a little bit later, then it's Siv in Hemekdova over here, says Pshat, that Sora already knew she was going to have a baby from last week's parasha. Right? She knew that Avon was doing, doing Mila, and number two, they were changing names. Right? She just didn't know exactly when it would be, and the Malach over here said when it would be, and that's the reason of it. But Etzim she was. But again, Apidah Ramban, Pasha's not. I want to tell you another murder in its Sib later on in Posik Chof Gimel. Vayigash Avon, Vayoma Avtispet Sadik, 
in Russia, we know Avraham Avinu comes along and arguing with the Rebbeinu Shem, are there 50, are there 40, are there 30, you know, backwards and forwards, the tzaddikim that are going on over there, amazing, amazing thing. So the Nitzvah in the Hagdama to Bereshis teaches us, and he brings this Yisoyed in the Hagdama, and he says that from the Ovois, very big Yisoyed, don't stand back and do nothing. They stand up for the people, listen carefully, that even though they hate what they do, but they like them as who they are. Now this is very, very powerful, you saw it. Very, very powerful, you saw it. Sometimes you have someone, whether he's a chava, whether he's oh, someone, he's doing things that he shouldn't be doing. Does that mean I don't like him? No, forget. I love him as a person. I disagree with what he's doing, but I love him as a person. It's a big yisoyed for parents. Parents where their children are going through certain struggles in Yiddishkeit as well. It's a similar idea as well, because at the end of the day, they love their children. I don't agree with what you're doing, and that's the message that I've told parents to tell their kids. Then when they ask me, what do I do in such a case? Do I agree? Do I not agree? Do I, do I hate them? Do I leave them out? Do I, you know, all sorts of things. No, no, you love your child, and you make sure he knows that we love you. We, we don't agree with what you're doing, but we love you, and we always want. That's a bad, and that's what the Nitzib says in this week's parasha. We learn from Avram Avinu. We tried to save these people that were doing the wrong thing. But he wanted to show, no, as people, I love you. I disagree with what you're doing, but as people, I love you. Which also leads us to the next thing as well. As well, if you look at the Loshan of the Pasuk, Ulai, Yesh Chamishim Tzadikim, Besoich Ha'eh. What's the Besoich Ha'eh? Shemishim Mephal Hersh is Medayik. Besoich Ha'eh comes in the midst of the city. Avram Avinu is not asking for people, Stam, who live in the city. He's looking, says Shemishim Mephal Hersh, for people that are Oisik in the city, in the midst of running around, trying to help, trying to do, trying to get people to truth, trying to get people to rectify their bad ways. And therefore, that is who Avram Avinu is looking for a refuah for those people. Let's move on. Just a couple of other things and then I think we're going to call it a day because, again, this, there's no end to how much we can discuss, but I'm just trying to pinpoint a couple of things that I looked at before to try and pinpoint for you. We'll skip a few pages over here. Can I know? Um, we'll go to one of the more, more famous episodes um, in the parasha. Okay. Shvi Perech which is not just a famous passage, an episode in the Torah. It's something that Ad Hayom Hazer we are gaining the reward from. Right? We know that every Yom Kippur by Musaf, the Akedas Yitzchak, every Rosh Hashanah, we're using, you know, uh, we're using the the Shofar, which is Dafka Shal Akeda, to show that mercy that Mitzvah Nefesh of Avram Ad Hayom Hazer we are living off. This schus of Avram Avinu. Now, if you look, it's very interesting. You look at Rashi. Rashi says on the on the last on pasuk base, Kachno, Rabbi Kachno, it's Bincha, Ves Yechidcha, Asher Havdok. We all know why to make it more dirty, to make it more of an assignment, whatever. Rashi says, No, Eino Elosh Ela Loshen Bakasha. The Rebbeinu was only asking Avraham Avinu. It says Rashi clearly the entire episode of the Akeda Sietzkov from Rashi was not a tzivah. It was not a command. It was a request. Please do me a favor. So says the Drosh Haran. The same thing. They were showing him a learning pshat in the Torah that it was a nice request. The Rebbeinu did not ask him to do so, right? And therefore, over there it comes along the Trumas Adash and it says slicha. That doesn't make any sense because the Gemara says that we learn from Avraham Avinu the mitzvah of zrizus. Zrizus, zrizus, the mitzvahs comes from right over here. Avraham Baboike. 
And what it means, reason about the mitzvahs says the Trumas Adesh and I have arrived from the Gemara against Rashi in the Ran that it was a tziboy. And therefore, I don't know what you could say. El you have to say, Lanias, Daiti Pshat is that there's no real Rai over there because once the Rabbanisham has a bakasha, then automatically it becomes a tziboy. Once the Rabbanisham says, please do something, so automatically it becomes a mitzvah. And therefore, if it becomes a mitzvah, that's why he does it over here. And there's an answer from the Panim Yafos. The Panim Yafos explains Pshat that the reason why it's a big in for Abraham is because it was a mitzvah. Because the Kabbalah Kedushin says that once a person would suffer to do something, there's the Yet Sahara. Therefore, he brings down that of course there was the Yet Sahara because there was a Tziva over here. So the Chumash Adeshin explains Pshat that this, was, that, that this was a mitzvah Gemura. We see that from here because the Gemara learns from here his reason by demon and mitzvahs, meaning it was a Chiyah. Not a request, so it must be Pshat and Rashi was that the Bakasha became a Tsivoy. Why is it always referred to Avram's test? What about Yitzchak's test? Yitzchak wasn't attested. Give up your life, that was okay. Only Avram had to shake his son. So the Zaya asked the question, the Panim Yafis brings one of, one of the answers, and he says simply because, because the Rabbanisham, because the Rabbanisham promised that after you is going to be all the offspring, so therefore if I kill you, there's going to be any offspring, and therefore that's the reason why it was uh, Avram's test, because he was told that by the Rabbanisham, and the Panim Yafis gives a different answer, and as well, and he says, the Gemara tells us in Kedushan Namad Aleph, that God since Avram was commanded, it was a big sign for him, then for Yitzchak a couple of other things our boy said gewaldige gewaldige thing I want to show you, show you how the Gedonim learned Chumash how the Gedonim learned Chumash Rabbi Shulay Diskin quotes this week's parasha Pasuk test, a kachof base pasuk test. For Yovel Amokim Asher Omaloy Lekim, for Yivet Shem Avomes Hamisbeir V'Yarach Asher Eitzim Yakod Asher Yitzchok. He tied up Yitzchok Benoyes son. For Yosim Oisoy Ala Misbeir Mimale Eitzim, and he placed him on the Misbeir. Also, you should leave Diskin. Talking about a man of 127 years old. He's old. What do you have to tie up his son, slap him up to the Misbeir, and put him on? That's Lashon Maposek. Many quotes Lashon Maposek. Tied him, put him on the Misbeir. Let him climb up. You know, give him a shove, maybe. You know, put him on. You know, do, do a bit of help. Let him go up that way. You have to tie him and put him up yourself. Unbelievable way of learning Torah, by say. I want to show you how the G'dayim learn Pshat. says, you should learn the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us that if you want to be chayib Doraisa for carrying on Shabbos, it's only, right, a person is never chayib Doraisa on Shabbos, a person chayib Doraisa If the person can carry himself, you're not chayib Doraisa because the Maisa... He can carry himself, so you've got no problem. So therefore, Gavadagi said, the Rabbanishlam told Avram, put him on the Mizbeach. If he would have climbed up himself, even with Avram helping him, shoving him up there, that's not called putting him on, because he can go by himself. There, as I said, we should have this, and he had to tie him up, he was no longer able to move. Once you're no longer able to move, when you pick him up, you have an actual Doraisa Chiv on Shabbos, theoretically of carrying him, therefore you're Makayim, the Lashon of the Rabbonish Lashon, to actually carry him in that thing. You can still see how the Gedolim learned Chomish. Let me just tell you two last things, Rabbi Say. You know, you see from this week's parasha that Avraham Avinu tried to do three things and it did not work. He tried, number one, to do Achnos HaSarachim. It didn't work because they were Malachim. They didn't need any Achnos HaSarachim. He tried to dump the stone to be saved. It didn't work. And he tried to shecht his son and it also didn't work. It's an amazing thing. You never find Avraham Avinu complaining. Three things he tried to do. He really tried. It didn't work. He didn't complain. Why? 
Because when, whatever the Ratzon Hashem is, that's what we have to do. We, as someone once told me, we have to stop doing what we want to do and start doing what the Rabbi Nishan wants. Yes, he tried and had good intentions. But whatever the Rabbi Nishan wants to do, that becomes Ratzon Hashem. And let me just end with the, with the Balatanya, the Vilna going, whatever, many that say on this week's parasha, the Akedah, is something that we're getting and you think about it and think why there are many acts of mysterious nefesh that the gedolim that are obvious that people did alright eventually you can cash you know you can cash in for a certain amount of time but eventually it runs out this never runs out what's the shot? and you know let's take it a step further if God came to you clearly and said Gedalia I want you to do this to your son it was totally clear would you have a suffix I don't think so you would do it it might be hard but you would do it you will do it. The Rosh Hashanah told you to do something. Bang! You know, we'd all like to wake up in the morning with a piece of paper next to our bed from God telling us what we need to do that day to make the myth. We would love that. But it's unclarity, right? But if the God came to us and told us what to do, we would do it. Big deal. If Omavino, wow! You're offering your son. God told you to do it. Of course you're going to do it. Says the Balatanya. Father, you say it. Don the Gain also says it. He says, Avomavino is not getting a schar for what he wanted to do because we all would have done the same thing. He's getting sava how he did it. How he did it. He did it with his reason to revenge wants me to offer my son. Maybe in the afternoon. We're gonna go out for pizza first, have a nice coffee, then chill for a bit, spend some time together, bond, and then we'll do it in the afternoon. No, no, Vamavinu says no. Says the Vulnagoin that the reason that we're getting schar is because how Avramavinu did it. And that's his said for all mitzvahs and all our boys Hashem. It's not necessarily what we do. We put on tefillin. Beautiful. Did anyone have a Yetzirah this morning? Don't put on tefillin. Did Yetzirah come to you this morning in bed and say, do me a favor, I don't think you should put on tefillin today. I don't think so. Right? Whether you do it at 8 o'clock or 8.30, 9 o'clock, or maybe a little bit later. Whatever it is, it's going to happen, right? At some point. No one has a Yetzirah. So what are you getting schar for? You're getting schar for putting on tefillin? You had no other meaning not to. And am I getting schar for how you put on tefillin? With the excitement, with the kishmak, with the simcha. And the same thing is true with every mitzvah. And that's what the Yisodi Dekeda teaches us. The boys have a wonderful Shabbos. Enjoy your Shabbos. And the mitzvah next week. We'll move on to the next part of Shabbos.